Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel, and welcome to this episode. In this episode, I'm flying solo and I'm at the desk here, but I've got some great things to talk about, I think. And I want to talk to you in this episode about photography trends. What are photography trends? Quite often we hear people talk about, oh, this is this is on trend, that's not on trend. So 2022, what are the trends? Do you follow trends or are you, yeah, or do you create trends? Are you a trend creator? It's interesting because I think people do fall into the both fall into the position of maybe looking what other people are doing and then trying to replicate some of that stuff so that's probably then you're following those trends so what what is a you know what what are some of the trends that we might be looking at in 2022 and there's lots of different articles around about people talking about stuff like that and i think the different things emerging whether it be the embracing of bold colours. I mean, seeing that again in a lot of images these days that people are really looking for those punchy colours in images. So we go through times when colours that pop in the image were really kind of on trend and people were producing all these images that really had these bright colours in on that. When you looked at it, they just leaped off the screen or leaped off the print if it was a print. I don't think, you know, so much a trend. I think it's actually some photos work really well when you um, have those really punchy colours. So for sometimes I think it's not so much trend, but it's just what will work best for a particular subject. It might be a particular subject you were shooting and you really want the image to kind of capture people's attention. So you really want it to pop. I think a lot of the retro pictures, you know, people replicating the retro pictures from the 50s, like the pinup girls and you know, the old cars and those type of things and the milk bars and those type of things, you know, there was a lot of bright colours around then and I think, you know, the polka dot polka dot dresses and the old style diners of the red lemon X and black and white squares and all that type of stuff, but really kind of, really did kind of pop. So I think it's kind of like, I don't know that it's so much trend, but it's a, I think it's, it, it's, it's a, kind of staple go-to that people sometimes will go and do that so one of the trends also is that is and i see this quite a lot with a lot of instagrammers now talking about you know not using filters and they're kind of celebrating untouched beauty so really showing showing people how they really are in real life without kind of putting a filter over them and kind of you know taking off all the blemishes and flattening out the skin and and doing that so, like I said, I see quite a few people who I follow now kind of going down the path saying, no, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to step back from using filters. What you're going to see is, you know, what I'm really like. And I think that's great. I think it's a great kind of trend. I think that is a good trend that if people are kind of shown in a more natural way rather than in a kind of superficial or artificial way by using filters and, you know, other techniques to make them skin because... I think there's a huge problem with social media where people do look at these images and sometimes think that's that's how they should look. And it's not always, that's not how everyone is. I mean, quite often 
I've had the situation with someone who you might have met who, you know, wears a lot of makeup or whatever, and then you might meet them at another time when they're not wearing makeup, and it's almost like you're looking at a different person. So I think being that kind of embracing the unedited beauty that's out there, that people are beautiful the way they are, they don't need all those, you know, extra things laid on top to kind of to make them beautiful. I think, you know, that's a good trend to see that if people kind of pick up on that and then kind of shoot, go through shooting people in a more natural way rather than trying to make this artificial-looking social media idealistic type of image. And I, I, I think that's a really good one. I think we're also starting to see also is um, in, in photography now we're seeing a lot more those gender equality happening within photography. Photography, I think, had always been a, a kind of a male-orientated space where there's a lot of people worked as creatives and directors and that type of thing. We're actually now seeing more and more female people stepping into those roles, and I think that's really great because I think it gives a really nice really nice balance to it, and I think it's great to see that kind of, you know, if it's a trend, that's fantastic, and it should kind of be, we really shouldn't even be a trend. I mean, it should be just quality. It's always, I've always looked at it saying yeah, every person on earth is equal, but we don't really should be putting ourselves above or below the next person. You know, think yourself as an equal rather than thinking yourself as someone who's lesser or more than the person next to you. So I think the, the other thing too is we're seeing, you know, lots of different techniques. People are using different props and those types of things to, you know, sometimes props get on trend, things like smoke bombs and things like that, where people are using stuff to give a really different look to their images. And I think, you know, that's fine, fantastic. You know, I love the idea of props and different things to create to create a mood within a, in a shot or convey something different to the viewer so they can basically look at that shot and they can see these elements that you've added to it, which just kind of enhance it. I think the it's going to be interesting with all the all the um, stuff that's happening in the world at the moment. Part of Queensland or where I live in Australia has been gripped by a number of major rain events, which is you know equated to flooding and a lot of um, a lot of damaged infrastructure. So a lot of people's homes have been damaged and a lot of people have been displaced and that type of stuff. So and also the you know what's happening around the world in Europe. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, one of the trends I think we're going to find now is that more people, the everyday person, is um, more of a photojournalist. Like, you know, if you've got a if you've got a camera phone and you're in a situation where there's been some type of, you know, natural disaster or, or, or some type of crisis happening that, you know, it's being documented in a way that was never documented before. So we're getting this incredible footage and we've seen these incredible pictures coming out of these areas and again it would have only happened I think you know once news people get in there but unfortunately a lot of these things by the time the news crew get to it the event is over so you know there's you can't really capture that so I think it's great that we're seeing so one of the trends is I think that more and more people are actually fulfilling the role as photojournalists they're actually capturing that stuff in kind of real time as it's happening so I think that's going to continue to, to happen and I think that um you know, get that type of stuff gets spread around on social media and I think it becomes a kind of it becomes newsworthy for people because people then realize I need to avoid that area um, because it you know there's dangerous flooding there because I've seen it on social media or people in that area need help I've got some skills or I've got some resources that I could use 
and people are going off and then, you know, helping people in those areas because they've been able to kind of um, see that imagery and see what's happening and kind of work out what's needed and, and get there. So I think that's a really good, I think that's a really good trend that we, you know, we're starting to see, like I said, more and more people using their camera phone to actually capture what's happening in the world, what's around the world um, around them. I think some of the other things that are happening too is, you know, drones and particularly in these times of like natural disasters and things, drones kind of came hit the scene and a few years back and they were really popular and we saw lots of drone footage and people were using, you know, drones to capture all these amazing images that you couldn't get before. I think, you know, we're starting to see a bit of resurgence now and it's been a bit more of a trend for people to, to get the drone back out and get it in the air and and try and document some of the things that are happening and getting that different bird's eye view of things because, again, that can that, that can be quite powerful because it adds uh, what we can see at eye level to what we can see as an overhead can obviously um, speak volumes about a situation. And I think it's kind of like I said, we're probably going to see, like I said, more and more people embracing drones. And the things with drones, there's, there's little very small drones available now as well. There's little portable tiny little ones people can basically take anywhere and I mean the technology is getting you know extremely extremely good and I think like I said we're going to continue to see more and more kind of drone activity and more and more drone images come to light because people can and again it's, it's not too far out of the normal person to be able to actually operate a drone these days and to be able to get one in the air and be able to capture images where in the past things were more I suppose complex and harder to do. I think the other thing that's happening too is, so one of the other areas I think people are getting out more and they're photographing their environment around them. So they're out there capturing the stuff in their local areas, the beauty, the diversity. Sometimes they're, they're documenting you know, what's happening as far as if, the, if there's development and it's kind of having a negative impact on area, people are kind of taking more of interest in their, in their local environment. And you know, I think one of the things that how you kind of how you kind of protect the planet is, you know, you, you think local, which will eventually, you know, if everyone thinks locally about their little patch and do, does what they can, all those things add up to help help the environment in general. So I think, again, it's more people, are more emphasis on kind of capturing the what's around you and trying to, um, I suppose, share that with people. Um, and it kind of brings me to another thought about that because it is a bit of a, double-edged sword there that sometimes if what's happened with social media is just because something's been shared a bit it becomes like a an iconic place to go so sometimes it can get overloved with people swamping there to get the photos so I think it's kind of it is a balancing act of I know some people now like they're photographing different areas of beauty but they're not actually telling people exactly where it is just for that reason I think that's not a that's not a bad thing you know sometimes you've got to keep a few things to yourself if you've got a kind of secret spot that that's really pretty and lovely and you don't want people to kind of get in there and maybe not respect it as much as you respect it um you know what people do they go there and they leave rubbish behind and the rubbish can have an impact on on the wildlife and uh, other things and the disturbing things where people are actually you know pushing things out the way to get through and changing the the you know, landscape for their own kind of personal gain in photos and i don't think that's a good trend if people are doing that but i think you know m- most people are, are kind of doing the right thing and you know, out there to destroy stuff they're out there to kind of protect it if that's you know the whole reason you're taking your photos so what are some of the other things i think you know we're starting to see i think we're starting to really see 
the demise now of, of the DSLR. I think that's going to be one of the trends in you know, 2022. I think we're going to see more and more people transition over to mirrorless technology. And I think you know there's, there's a lot of good reasons for it because mirrorless technology has been out long enough now you know, um, the early adopters of it have, you know, professionals and that type of stuff have really made the manufacturers really push the envelope with that technology. So, you know, at the moment, if you buy a current kind of mirrorless body, you are really getting a, a top-of-the-line piece of kit like they are exceptionally well. I mean, I went, I've been shooting, I suppose I've gone mirrorless now, and I'm just um, purchasing a second body. I'm I've been shooting mirrorless for probably, I want to say, look, it's probably been about 14 months since I changed from DSLR to mirrorless. And I use a, a DSLR as, a, as my backup body, and sometimes I'll have a different lens, and I'm switching between, you know, shooting the primary body, the R, Canon R5, and then switching to a 5D Mark IV. It, they, they're like chalk and cheese, and it's really difficult sometimes, like, because I quickly want to, I'll take some shots on the 5D4 and then I quickly want to review them in the in the viewfinder and realise oh, I can't do that I've got to do it on the back of the screen and there's so many different elements of why it changes your photography and particularly I suppose the the autofocus and that type of stuff so I've ordered a just waiting on a an R6 as my second backup body so I think the R6 will really complement my R5 it's again I think it's this is the year that we're going to see a lot more people basically jump over from the DSLR platforms onto the more mirrorless platforms and I believe that you know there's more mirrorless cameras coming I mean there's just manufacturers are kind of you know that's where all the development is I don't think too many manufacturers are really putting too much effort and development into DSLR technology all their all their energy seem to be focused on mirrorless so I think that's where we're going to end up more and more people are going to kind of do that and it's kind of strange that you know we look at trends and different things and and we're saying, you know, the digital space or mirrorless, but there's also people are still, film has not stopped. Film has just kept going, which for, I mean, there's people out there who just love shooting film. So it hasn't really, I mean, is it a trend? I don't think it's a trend. I think, I think it's it's been one of those things that people, you know, who shot film and love film, they'd like to go back to it every now and then just because, to dip their you know, toe in the water, just to kind of use that different type. It's a different discipline. I think that's the thing. It, it, it's a really interesting discipline compared to digital um, digital photography is, um, you know, analog or film technology. So I think we're just going to continue to see. I don't, I don't think film's kind of like one of those trends where it just pops in and out and it's going to disappear. It seems to be that there's a lot of people still very interested in capturing, you know, images on film. And the other thing is, like, you know, there's so much great old film gear out there which goes for a song. A lot of that stuff just ends up in op shops and stuff like that and it just really sits there and people can go and buy it for a very small amount of money and get, you know, quite a quite a high end piece of kit. So I think film's always gonna be one of those things, it's never gonna really go out of out of trends. So I don't know if it fits into like, you know, two thousand twenty two trends that, that film's kind of on trend, but I think it's just never one off trend. Some of the other things, I suppose, you know, what's really kind of, I suppose, happening in 2022 trend is more and more people, I suppose, embracing things like cloud storage. They're starting to understand, like, you know, you've got to do something with your image. We've had a couple of different podcasts recently talking about, you know, backup plans and what you do with it. And I think, and we did touch on and talk about cloud storage. 
But I think more and more people, like more and more platforms, like are just offering cloud storage as a part of their kind of offering, like it's just in there. So people, you know, naturally can put their toe in the water there and try a bit of cloud storage and put images up on there. And, and look, it does have some advantages, especially if people are kind of, you know, living kind of a, a bit of a nomadic lifestyle where they're moving around a bit because then they can actually access those images from wherever they are. They don't have to kind of be in one spot because you've got access to the internet and you've got a device that you can download the images. You can basically get those images from anywhere. And I suppose that's one of the attractiveness of all the attractive things of cloud storage is that you've, the connectivity that you can grab them from anywhere. You don't have to be carrying something physically around with you with the images all the time. You can just bring the images down when you need to do them. So I think that's going to be a trend that people are going to use more and more, especially too now I think that we're going to start to see in 2022, we're going to start to see a bit of travel open up and I think we're going to start seeing people moving around again. And definitely in Australia, like now, all of Australia is back open so you can travel you know, between states. And so I think we're going to start seeing people um, kind of you know, get back out there. And again, it's a really good tool, I suppose, if you're on the road it's a great way to be able to, to store those images that you're capturing while you're out and about. So one of the other areas I think we're starting to see too is, which has become a bit more relaxed, is is wedding photography. You know, I think there's been a whole heap of stuff that has happened that wedding photography quite often, you know, at times would be quite intense and people would be setting up these, you know, amazing shots and going to all this, you know, arranging all this different stuff. And I think what's happened is with people having... You know, some people you hear they've had to postpone their wedding three times because of things that have been happening around the world and, and that. So people have had to kind of, I suppose, become a bit more relaxed about the process. So I think the photography side of it has become a bit more relaxed and the, and the pictures are becoming more candid or and, and probably, you know, to a degree more, more real. I think sometimes that candid-type photography, you know, um, at an event like a wedding, some of the best shots quite often captured by the second shooter, I think, who's just there wandering around trying to capture shots. And when you see some of those more relaxed moments captured, they can become really beautiful and, and really tell a lot about the day and be great memories for for the couple. So I think, yeah, the things are changing as far as people are with different events and different things that we're just seeing the world's had a bit of an influence on it. So whether or not that's a trend or whether it's just a, a kind of reflection of what's happening in um, what's happening around the world. I think one of the other things we're starting to see too is, and we talked about it in a, in a kind of previous episode, went into a bit of depth on it, is that we're starting to see people are experimenting with different formats as far as shooting, you know, more vertical stuff. I mean, things like Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that has really kind of educated people to shoot in the vertical format because that's the kind of native format of a, of a phone. But I, I think, so people are kind of experimenting exploring doing all types of things of vertical photography and sometimes like I said it can produce interesting results I mean typically you know vertical photography or portrait photography was kind of reserved for shooting people but now it's kind of being used to shoot all types of different things so whether whether that's a trend or whether that's just a reflection of people adapting to the technology and using the technology in their phones and just getting you know being so kind of conditioned by holding the phone in that manner quite often i always like to watch videos on phones i'll rotate the phone so it's kind of becomes landscape i just just probably old school 
but I just kind of think, oh, well, I want to see kind of, I think it looks better when I turn it. But I mean, there's definitely, like I said, some great stuff captured that's been captured in the vertical mode. So I think, yeah, look, is it a trend? I'm not sure if it's a trend, but it is something that people are doing more and more of. I think it's it's kind of, it's something that people are kind of playing with and having fun with, which is great. I think one of the other areas too we're starting to see a bit bit of a trend is people like embracing themselves more and and embracing stuff about their life and, and documenting that where a lot of people were, were quite I suppose you know didn't didn't share a lot or didn't regard it but they're starting to kind of open up and people seeing people share genuine stuff not kind of you know there's a lot of um, stuff that gets shared which is kind of you know fake type of stuff where people are trying to project a lifestyle that's not really their lifestyle, but they, when they want to try and project that. But I think we're actually starting to see real people, more and more real people sharing what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's kind of a good thing that people are kind of can see warts and all, that not every, not everyone's perfect. Like every every person has their challenges and difficulties and different things that you have to, you have to deal with. So it's kind of great to see people are doing that, which kind of also runs into things like you know we're seeing people really expressing themselves like really asserting themselves through their stories through their images that they're capturing and I think that's a really good trend that people do become that kind of express themselves and and, and embrace it like really take it on and really give it a shot like really try and put something um some of the some of the themselves into the images and kind of it comes across i think in a lot of the images and we're also starting to see too i mean i think there's there's been for a while there's been a bit of a trend for celebrating age diversity and i th- think that happens it's happening more and more i know um, through the stuff i've done with getty you quite often see they have campaigns quite often where they're calling for um, age diverse pictures um, you know, younger people interacting with older people and vice versa. And I think people are now kind of, that's becoming a um, a bit of a trend where people are kind of, yeah, mi- mixing from different probably backgrounds and that type of stuff and capturing that stuff. And I think it's, it's always produces some uh, interesting um, images. It's kind of true to life. I mean, most families, there's, you know, there's a diversity of ages across families from, the mother figure or the father figure down to the kids and even to the grandparents that quite often, you know, you hear of the, the grandkids going off doing some stuff with the grandfather and, you know, quite a different age there, but they're sharing a common interest or a common passion. I think they're always great stories to capture and I think that's one of the one of the great things. I think one of the other kind of um, trends that I'd like to kind of see grow is is, is this kind of storytelling where... It's, it captures more than a single image, so it's a series of images that tells a story. And, it, you know, in that series of images, it's not just about whatever the main subject is because quite often, you know, the main subject, you know, say, say for argument's sake, if it's a... Say you're, you're shooting some sports, someone's doing some sports and that type of thing, and it's kind of like, you know, the, the, the hero shots of the person actually on the track or on the bicycle, whatever it is, what sport they do, and they're... They're, you're capturing those images but there's a lot of other there's a lot more to the story than just that particular part of it that's kind of getting to the end of the story you know there's all the the you know prep work where 
people are like, you know, if, you, if they're riding a you know, bike, you know, this, they're going to be have to maintain the bike and they're going to have to do this other stuff. And they also have to kind of get ready and pack stuff up and, you know, people move around and travel to different areas and they, you know, they have to feed themselves and do all types of things. And all those parts of the story are always great to capture. It's not just like great capturing just the actual event, but some of the lead up stuff to it, like I said, the unpacking of the, the unpacking of the, the bike off the car, getting it ready, pumping the tires, checking all that type of jazz. You know, I think that tells a bit of a story because a lot of these people do all that themselves. So they're kind of very hands on. Um, and that happens with a lot of different, you know, sporting endeavors. Like there's so much more than the actual just the game. It's just all the lead-up stuff. So I think it's always good to kind of have a look at that and see, you know, when you're capturing stuff, that you are capturing the story, you are capturing it, and then present the images as a series So rather than to be consumed as a single photograph, to be consumed as a kind of like a photo book. So you kind of, you know, start at the beginning and you work to the end conclusion. So on this episode of Photo Vision Focus, we've been talking about photography trends and you know, the trends of 2022 and this, you know, I've talked about a few different things and people are probably going to say, oh, you should have talked about this. Or should, this is a this is a trend. I think the, the thing about it is it's stuff that becomes popular or maybe it's stuff that people discover. You know, it's like sometimes, you know, you might say, oh, black and white's, black and white's a trend. It's, you know, black and white's never gone anywhere, but people will discover black and white photography and then you'll see them using it quite a bit because it's something new they've kind of just discovered if they previously hadn't really shot um, black and white images. So is it a trend or is it, like I said, I don't know sometimes these things be necessarily truly trends, but I think they're people just discovering stuff and, and finding stuff. So what are, you know, are you following any trends in 2022? Is there things that you want to try and uh, emulate or there's things that you want to try and master that you've seen other people doing? Would love to hear it. All means drop on our social media sites, um, drop me an email, just have a bit of a chat to us. We love hearing feedback. And like I said, we just like I said, hear from listeners. We've got listeners all over, all around the world now, which is fantastic. We really appreciate you taking the time to, to listen to the podcast. And like I said, for the people who send us feedback, we really appreciate them taking that time to do that because, like I said, these particular podcasts, the the Focus and the uh, Exposure podcast, I've tried to keep them ad-free. You know, sometimes like my favourite podcasts I've listened to over years and then they've become monetized, and then I'm finding I'm having to skip chunks of it because um, they're pushing some products and we, we don't really want to do that, but we just love the feedback to kind of keep us motivated to keep producing these types of podcasts. So, look, until next time, enjoy your photography and like I said... Um, you know, maybe you might start a trend in 2022. Good luck with that and have fun. See ya. Bye. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.